0: This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel fine. You know, can done those. You could have destroyed the whole race car If not worse I don't have any problem racing each other And
1: trading paint and moving people I mean, that's it's a short track bull race. This is not Daytona From the MCRP studios in the Motor City But I do know also one thing By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins And I promise you that
0: With Zach Heiser Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf Big run, he'll cross over now down the back Straight into turn number three Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike And Rich Frank any progress,
1: Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey guys, this is Ford This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis
2: Brady. This is Andrew Scheich. David Melkey, Josh Fry. Ryan Rule.
1: And this is Horsepower Horsepower Happenings.
0: Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. Yes, I know how it sounds, but no, it's not the case. Just a little cold for me. Again, broadcasting from the not Motor City Racing Promotion Studios, not in Sterling Heights, but nonetheless, it's time for Horsepower Happenings. Let's take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. It's gonna be a lot about suspensions and postponements due to the coronavirus outbreak, including the 88th running of the 24 hour of Le Mans. That'll be postponed from June until September 19th through the 20th. Also suspended, is the World of Outlaws Morton Building's late model series. Their schedule is suspended through March 31st, which is a pretty generous suspension. We'll see what becomes of that over the next couple of weeks. Formula One has also postponed their season through the end of May, including including rather, some major Grand prix Not quite a Motor City Minute, but we're working with what we've got. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins us on the phone, as always. And Rich, um, we've got a nice show lined up, but it's another inter resting week in motorsports it's, it's a tough job right now to uh, do what we're doing and try to report on what's going on in the sports world
1: yeah it is it is zach and you know i'm you know as we all always talk we both have regular jobs and it's it's really difficult right now uh i have employees that uh, that we're trying to just make sure they get 40 hour paychecks you know yeah. and, and sometimes you have to just uh that's the most important thing these days and, uh, and then we have our little fun show that we get to do every week and just try to have some fun with it, and that's what we'll do tonight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. And again, a great show lined up tonight where we'll talk with uh, Chris Fobie, the announcer from Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway, um, and also an iRacing announcer. That's going to kind of be the theme tonight is a little bit of virtual versus reality. Um, we'll talk about what, how, what went down on Sunday on FS, uh, FS1, and then uh, once Chris is off the phone, we'll dial up a young man from Wisconsin who is uh, really kind of taking the real world by storm here over the last couple of months. Uh, But he's done some pretty cool stuff in the virtual world as well. So uh, that's an awesome show lined up. And, uh, Rich, uh, let's get into some things that are happening here across the nation.
1: Yep. And, after Zach, after originally announcing a rescheduled date of April 3rd through the 5th for the 44th annual Rattler Weekend at South Alabama Speedway, they have now announced that the event will take place April 17th, the 19th awfully optimistic uh, i think as well but the track made the announcement in a facebook post promising more details in the near future the event was originally scheduled for march 19th through 21st this past weekend but was postponed amid concerns stemming from the covid 19 pandemic uh we will have more information posted soon reads the post however due to the governor's order the Rattler. Uh, for april 3rd through the 5th has been rescheduled for the 7th through the 19th the post said maybe hopefully the third day will be the charm
0: well following suit of organizations nearly across the country anderson speedway officials were forced into a decision today in accordance with executive orders from the governor of indiana their season will begin on friday april 17th during an open practice session opening night for the 73rd annual season will commence on April 18th when the CRA Uh, Street Stocks, CRA Late Model Sportsman, and the Hearts Auto Center Ford Division will be on hand. Uh, Limited dates are available for uh, following races to be rescheduled, but for the most part, they have found rescheduled dates, including VORS Compact Touring Series, which has been moved to May 9th, the ARCA CRA Super Series, which was scheduled to open their official season on April 11th. They have now been moved to May 16th, along with the VORS Welding and Steel Street Stocks, Front Wheel Drive Figure Eights. those are all going to be on May 16th. Um, And then for those of you wondering, the 72nd Annual Pay Less Little 500 presented by UAW, for right now, still scheduled for Saturday, May 23rd. I think we're going to see that date um, kind of do the same thing that the Indianapolis 500 does, which is still scheduled to go off in May as well. Um, I think if you see the Indianapolis 500 date move, you'll probably see the Little 500 move along with it.
1: Yeah, Zach, and really, uh, you know, this story is, is 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 probably one of the more positives we've had lately. Uh, Champion Racing Association, powered by JEGS officials, and the Joy of Seating have announced that the Joy of Seating has agreed to become a marketing partner with CRA for the upcoming 2020 race season. The Joy of Seating will be the official racing seat of CRA and all five of its series. I'm really looking forward to working with everyone at CRA in 2020, remarked Randy LaJoy former NASCAR champion and founder of the Joy of Seating. We have been in the race race seat business for 22 years, and we feel we know how to educate drivers in the best seat to use for their type of racing. And then uh, RJ Scott, Managing Director of CRA, uh, said it's great to have support of Randy and the Joy of Seating for the 2020 season. They make a great product, do an excellent job of working with teams and drivers. To make them as safe as possible to compete on the racetrack. We hope this is just the beginning of a long-term relationship between these two great companies.
0: Well, a little bit closer to home, the Holly, Michigan-based Must See Racing Sprint Car Series announced on Saturday that the start of their season for the traveling 410 cubic inch asphalt sprint car tour is on hold, of course, all together now due to the global coronavirus pandemic. The declaration also applies to the Must See Racing Midwest Lights Series, the new feeder division under the Must See Racing banner set to begin this year. The season was originally scheduled to kick off April 17th through the 18th at Montgomery Motor Speedway in Alabama, now there is no specific timetable for when the must racing calendar will begin. must racing president Jim Hanks issued a statement Saturday morning saying this, quote, the ongoing sudden, abrupt, and ever-changing facts, including local, state, and national governmental mandates surrounding the coronavirus currently makes it impossible to accurately predict when MSR can reliably begin. I'm sorry, can, re- uh, can uh, actually begin. And in all probability, be required to reschedule the 2020 racing season, said Hanks. That's a direct quote. Um, Rich, I, I want to before we go into our Here's the Deal subject tonight, I want to talk about this announcement for Must See Racing. I think Jim Hanks has done what no one else in the country has done right now other than Major League Baseball, NASCAR, the major sanctions in local racing. Jim Hanks, I think, has done this very well, and he has said, you know what? No one knows. We're not even going to try to put a date on it. You know,
1: he's probably, to be honest, being more realistic than anybody else, Zach, uh, because we don't know. I mean, we don't know when we're going to be at a racetrack, and you, every, you know, every time there's a delay, there's a delay. It's extended, and it, and it's extended out even more. Yeah. Uh, you know, just you know, you know, um, the governor of Mich- Michigan, you know, stepped it up another level this morning. Um, So we're locked down for three more weeks.
0: And by the way, Uh, for those who didn't hear, Governor Gretchen Whitmer did announce today um, that uh, non-essential things, non-essential travel, uh, none of that should take place until April 13th, when I'm sure we'll get another reevaluation before then on uh, what sort of things can happen. And unfortunately, Rich, that gets us very close to the scheduled start of some seasons here around Michigan.
1: Yeah, it sure does. And, uh, you know, I'd like to be the positive guy in the room, but... uh, you know un- until we see uh, a little progress maybe you know on-, on the end of of less people being tested positive and and people not uh, passing away over this I just don't have a lot to, lot to be positive about over the next uh, probably four,
0: six, eight weeks. yeah, we'll see what happens. I think a lot of people realistically are hoping that we can get to a racetrack by the time that uh, the middle of May rolls around and uh, I think you know if you look at the situation of uh, rainouts and winter weather and too cold to race, um, I think if we can realistically get started in May, uh, very salvageable seasons will be had here in 2020.
1: Oh, for sure, and you know, it kind of made me feel a little better this morning when I woke up to two inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> made me feel it made me feel like we weren't quite ready to go racing yet, yes. so uh, so, yeah, the the snow kind of took my mind off of it and said, no, it's not racing season yet. We're not even close.
0: Well, you know what? Coming up uh, here very soon, we're going to talk about some guys who have already been doing racing season, and let's talk about guys that did it on Sunday as well iRacing was found on FS1 on Sunday to kind of be a placeholder for the NASCAR Cup Series races that should have been found there on Sunday. Uh, Rich, you're kind of an old-fashioned guy, and that takes us into tonight's Here's the Deal segment. iRacing, what did you think?
1: Well, I got to watch uh, both of the iRacing events because there was so much other live sports on TV this weekend. (laughs) So... So I said, uh, you know, why not? Work, you know, this is the business I'm in. Let's go ahead and check this out. I had never seen it before. Um, it certainly is not a video game. I will be the first to say that. But it, it took a while to get used to.
0: Now, your, uh, your first event was the e Rattler. Is that correct?
1: Yep. I watched the e Rattler uh, on Saturday. Uh, that was uh, broadcast live for free on Speed 51. So I got to give props to Speed 51. Uh, for doing that and not charging for it. I thought that was a cool thing. I just streamed it uh, you know, from my tablet to my TV and I watched it on my fifty five inch. So it was like <laughs> watching a race. It was great. Um, but uh, you know a little a little frustrating at the beginning, you know they they start out a lot of cautions, uh, really a lot of cautions starting out. And then you kind of get into the flow and to be totally honest, by about halfway through that event, I thought I was watching a race.
0: You were into I it. Really
1: I, I was fully into it, uh, I thought it was at times exciting, uh, I can see how it takes some talent by these drivers, which were mostly late model drivers uh, from across our country that were entered in that event. Um, it was interesting, they were doing a heck of a job, and then I found out uh, that actually while they're doing this, they get the same things as when they're running a race. you know Their tires wear out, they low on fuel. Uh, they have to pit, uh, you get some damage, it, it affects how the car runs, so, you know, it's not just they can just tear the fenders off and just keep going, it really affects, in the racing these cars.
0: Now, let's, uh, let's excuse me, <clears throat> let's talk about uh, some of the guys that were entered into this race. Um, you have Arkham and R-Series East competitor, Parker Retzloff, who we're going to call up here a little bit later on in the program, he finished second. Now, as you scroll down this uh, results list for the E Rattler 250, the next name that I recognize, and again, I'm not necessarily the uh, asphalt uh, late model racer, you know, guru, but the next name that I recognize is Caden Lapsovich in 12th, then Carson Hosovar in 13th, and then you go all the way down toward the bottom of the list, and you find Conor Okrezic, who was the uh, Speedfest champion one year ago. He finished in 28th. Christian Eckes, the uh, Arkham and Ard series champion from last year. He finishes 25th. Chandler Smith in 24th. Um, this, is, this is some intense competition that these guys were dealing with.
1: Yes, and, and to be honest with you, Zach, Travis Braden, who won the Snowball Derby back in December, didn't make the show. So uh, that that obviously would never happen at a racetrack. We know that, but uh, it just shows you some of the these guys spend a whole lot more time uh, and funds on their eye racing and their eye racing equipment uh, to get really really good at it, uh, and and some of the other guys don't quite spend as much time on it.
0: Now let's talk about what you watched on Sunday. The uh, Pro Invitational for iRacing featured the voices that we all recognized with Mike Joy, Larry McReynolds, and uh, Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon on your TV screen on FS1 for a Pro Invitational NASCAR race that featured the likes of Denny Hamlin, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, You also had some guys that you necessarily see on Sunday but you don't keep in the front of your mind like Timmy Hill, um, Garrett Smithley, all of those guys got together, uh, along with, you know, champion Kurt Bush and, and, and a host of others, and they put on a pro-invitational race on Sunday that was interesting, to say the least. And I think you saw the same thing on Sunday in that race. Beginning of it, full of cautions as guys tried to get used to what they were doing.
1: Exactly. And, and I can tell you that was the, that was the prime example. Garrett Smithley, uh, you know, one of the quicker cars in qualifying, started all the way up front. Uh, we don't know that we would necessarily see that at a, at a regular NASCAR event, but uh, he was off. He was awfully good in qualifying, started up front, and. Uh you know, it, it, the longer you watched it, it, it did work out. The cream the cream did come to the front of the crop. You know what I mean?
0: And it was a really, you know, it was fun. It was, uh, I watched the highlights. I didn't get to watch the entire race, but I watched the highlights. And Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon, that last lap, they were all about it, man. They were calling it like it was a real race between Denny Hamlin and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Those guys were going off. And um, it was it was really fun.
1: I I thought it was amazing, and I started I started to get caught up in it, and I started rooting, and I was like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) And and so, but it was really uh, it was really fun. Um, They announced it like it was a regular race, and uh, I really thought Junior was going to be able to pull it off. Uh, You know, it took him a while to get work his way to the front, but and and he kind of got the feel for it Uh, because you know he's not doing a whole lot of i racing, right? But 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 he he got the hang of this thing. And he was right there at the end, but, uh, you know, on the last lap, Denny Hamlin got
0: him. Well, I tell you what, it's not for everybody. Seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, he struggled. Uh, Clint Boyer struggled as well. You know, uh, some of those guys that can hold the steering wheel pretty straight and narrow uh, when it's, you know, hooked to a GM box under the hood um, uh, or a quick change or, you know, a quickener, if you will. Those guys, they had a little trouble with the old e-steering wheel.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Zach, I, I... you know, I have to say, it was uh, it was a little bit of entertainment outside of the reality of what we're going to, and that's all we need. That's all we needed. Uh,
0: I think that you know, and again, I agree. Um, I think what happened this weekend with the e-Rattler and with NASCAR and FS1, which by the way, the Pro Invitational continues this weekend from Texas, uh, the virtual Texas Motor Speedway. Um, so I, I think it's great, Rich. Uh, again, uh, a, a distraction, not 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 a full-on distraction, but something to take your mind off of what's going on right now in the real world.
1: Especially going into it with the thought process that I had with, what are you doing? What are you turning on? Are you that desperate for racing? Well, yes, I was. So. Uh, I didn't know it was gonna turn out the way it was. I didn't know I was gonna be so hooked on it. Um, So I think I know what I'm gonna be watching this weekend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good. Well, uh, I tell you what, we've got our opinions. Now let's talk to somebody who's in the profession, not only in the real world, but also in the online side of things. So Rich, go ahead and introduce us to our first guest.
1: Well, Zach, it's great to have somebody on the show that kinda does what we do on a weekly basis throughout the summer he makes his home in lansing michigan he's the voice of the springport mid michigan speedway chris fobey welcome to, welcome to horsepower happening hey what's going on so uh i guess first thing uh are you we're, we're all getting excited for this uh 2020 season that uh seems to be getting delayed week by week
3: uh what do you got going on in your neck of the woods well uh nothing official as far as springport goes has been announced as far as us truncating our schedule at all um we anticipate we probably will have to because our first event is scheduled for april 18th uh it's supposed to be a 1500 to one modified show called the uh first call but you know playing the playing the racing game in april is always kind of a challenge with the weather and apparently with uh, you know the apocalypse coming down on us
0: <laughs>
3: so. <laughs> now so, so uh, uh, what do you while we're waiting on
1: this season going um i heard you're doing some fun stuff to keep yourself busy
3: yeah, uh, actually last February, um, I kind of got into the iRacing world. Uh, I was just looking for something to kind of fill some free time. And, uh, while I was doing that, um, kind of the idea popped in my head after watching some broadcasts, like, hey, I, I announced racing. I could probably do this. So I, uh, I hopped on the iRacing Reddit page and just made a post saying, hey, um, I announced in real life I'd like to try this virtually is there anyone that's looking for an announcer that can show me the ropes and uh somebody replied and hooked me up with a group called the uh, global sim racing channel and uh they broadcast all kinds of different forms of racing on the uh the iRacing platform and and uh through them i've gotten a call a lot of really cool stuff uh I've been working with them for going on a year and a half now and uh you know just a couple hours a night here and there we we all hop on and it's a, it's a pretty elaborate setup, really. Um, I've worked some larger, like, pay-per-view shows uh, throughout my career in real-world racing, and it's very similar to that. You have a director in your ear that's telling you, hey, we're going to this shot, start talking about these guys. And uh, so it, it very much mirrors kind of what you do in, in real life if you're announcing, like, a TV-style race. And, uh, you know, some of these guys have, you know, these huge, elaborate... High racing setups, you know the the racing seats and the thousand dollar rigs and more high tech wheels and pedals than probably are in most actual race cars. And uh, you know they go out there and and they duke it out And some of the best races I've ever seen. Have been on a computer screen the last year or so.
0: Now you you said that uh, this has been just over a year for you in the making. What was your what were your thoughts about this when you decided you wanted to get in? Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of opinions we'll say revolving around uh, esports and uh, particularly um, i racing and simulated racing. What were your opinions about this as far as it being um, you know quote unquote real racing? Well, for for me,
3: I've like, back in the day when, uh, like, Let's Plays were really popular on YouTube, I would sit there and watch other people play NASCAR games or Formula One games because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if it's something resembling a car trying to go faster than another car, then that's racing. I mean, I've, I've always been fairly open-minded about what qualifies as racing. I've watched a pretty wide variety of real-world stuff, so but I came into it with a pretty open mind. Um... I guess I've been a little bit more confused by the by the more negative opinions of it, but I kind of put that down as um, I guess a lot of people don't just kind of look at it at the surface, like oh, this is a video game. And in the iRacing circles, if you call it a video game, they'll get pretty hot at you.
0: <laughs> now I, I have made that mistake before, and um, you know that's why I even uh, wanted to make sure that I didn't misuse the term real racing because um you know as we saw on sunday most of us saw on sunday on fs1 um the nascar guys all got together and put on a showcase for for the fans who are locked up and in quarantine and that sort of thing um and you know you hear some of the stories as a matter of fact the grand marshal right zach from uh, i believe north carolina um you know some forty thousand dollars he won last year on iRacing um you know this is serious stuff
3: yeah, it's it's getting to the point where you're seeing major sanctioning bodies that have some skin in the game. Uh, the NASCAR iRacing series is getting huge, and um, one of the guys that actually works on the GSRC team is also involved in the production with the eNASCAR series. And he uh, gave me a little bit of breakdown on on just his one role within within the broadcast. And you would be amazed at the at the scale of the operation and just how much goes into producing the iRacing stream that you see online for the NASCAR series. And, I mean, what happened with Fox was on an, on an even grander scale than that.
1: Now, Chris, uh, you know, we just finished discussing this on, on my Here's the Deal segment. Um, I, I My opinion is this. I don't know that it's actual, you know, I, I guess on, on one side of the, it's not real racing. But I think as long as you go into it knowing uh, what it is, and that it is entertainment; you can actually enjoy yourself watching it.
3: Yeah, you know, I kind of look at it look at it um, sort of like the people that are really dismissive of like front wheel drive racing. And you know, we all have those friends that don't consider those real race cars and, and don't consider that real racing. Oh, they are, like <laughs> you know, because it's not because it's not a super late model or a a modified that's screaming around the track, you know, with a full racing setup. And it's, you know, it's a little smaller scale. You know, it's kind of the same idea from, from what I, what I see, like that opinion. It's not maybe everyone's cup of tea and, you know, some people aren't going to like, you know, a feel the front wheel drive. Some people aren't going to like watching a quote unquote video game on their TV screen, but, when, uh, you know, when we're facing all this doom and gloom, I think at this point, you know, I, I feel like everyone should at least give it a shot. I mean, what else is there out there except stuff we've all seen before?
1: And that's and that's kind of what I was going to lead into. You know, I watched um, both race, both big races this weekend. Uh, the one on that Speed 51 put on for the late models on Saturday, and I watched uh, the virtual Homestead race yesterday. And uh, because
3: I went, went into it with the right attitude, I was actually pretty entertained at both those events. Yeah, I mean I mean with anything it's kinda of tempering your expectations. I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna go watch an I race and, and you know feel the wind through your hair or anything and most of the crowd's two dimensional and programmed in there, but in the end it's it's cars going in circles and trying to be faster than the other car. And I mean that's kinda of what this all breaks down to when you when you look at it that way.
0: What uh, let, let's talk about some uh, you know uh, reality stuff here um, coming up in 2020 as we kind of talked about um, exciting season for a lot of tracks around the state and around the region and Springport no different and uh, you get a chance to call all the weekends there so um, from an announcer's point of view it's kind of fun sometimes to get the opinion of what do you have circled on the Springport calendar this year?
3: Well, it's been our biggest show pretty much since the track reopened. Um the uh, the Fourth of July weekend, which actually the race will fall on on Fourth of July, and this one might be the biggest one yet. We have a 75-lap outlaw super late model race, and then we're also um, putting on a memorial race for the Gearhart family, and it's going to be a four, I believe it's $4,500 to win for the uh, for the modified division, and that's that's huge money for those cars. And you know, there's a ton of big money modified shows this summer. So I'm expecting a really good field of cars that's going to be traveling around to hit some of these bigger shows. And uh, I think with uh, that kind of money on the line, I think we're going to see a couple of really small fields of cars. And then on top of that, we also have one of the sweetest uh, fireworks displays in anywhere in the area.
0: Well, I guess uh, as we get ready to wrap up this portion with you, um, you know, we've kind of hit on both. We've hit on what's going on in the real world. We've hit what's going on in the virtual world. What are, let's say, what are two things that you find Very similar between the two, and you would call those reasons that during this downtime, even during the winter, um, a a race fan and a classic race fan could get in tune and get in touch with some virtual uh, reality, with some virtual racing.
3: Well, I think um, one thing that's always going to draw us in is the drama and the excitement of racing. You know, we'll sit through four races that are just kind of so-so and the leader runs away. But that one race where they are bumper to bumper, you know, that even by a nose type of race, you know, those those are still just as exciting in the iRacing world as uh, as in real life. And uh, it's there's a lot of that. Like in in on top of that, iRacing is a is a great platform that kind of open your eyes to racing you've never seen before. Like I've always been jokingly a bit of an asphalt snob versus the dirt car stuff. But I called I called dirt midget races and they were insanely good. I've called sports car races at Sebring. I've called indie cars at Rocky Man of all places. Like it it takes you to a whole different perspective and it's instead of going to one racetrack and watching one type of racing, it's literally like a a racing buffet. You can you can hop on there and you can watch things you've never even thought about going to see before. And it'll open your eyes to the it. whole new world that you may have been missing and you might find something to love
0: well uh chris i appreciate you taking the time to chat with us tonight and uh you know hopefully as we all are hoping this whole situation that we're all dealing with blows over quickly and here in the next month or so uh we can all get back to racing the way that we want to uh whether that be virtual or whether that be traveling a couple miles a couple hours or a couple days to put your seat backside um and uh, go watch a race in person so uh, chris we're looking forward to that and uh, again thanks for your time tonight yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, we're going to continue the virtual versus reality discussion coming up on the other side of the break only. We're going to go from holding a microphone to holding a steering wheel. Parker Retzloff, the Wisconsin native, just 16 years old, and he's done both. He's raced in the Arkham Series East, and he was a runner-up in the E-Rattler over the weekend. We'll talk to him on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. A call sounds from race control. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals from Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniforms systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP Safety Team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you.
1: Suspension Max is a service and solution based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at SuspensionMax.com or call one 629 9226 Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts.
0: The Motor City 200 is coming back for a third try on Saturday, April 25th from Flat Rock Speedway. The first can't-miss event of the year features a season-opening 100-laps for Champion Racing Association, JEGS, and CRA all Star Tour. Also on the card for the first time since 2007, modifies will battle wheel-to-wheel with 75 laps at the historic Speedway. The Victory Custom Trailers CRA Junior Late Model Series opens their sophomore season with 25 laps around the Metro Detroit Bowl Ring. The Motor City 200, Saturday, April 25th, from Flat Rock Speedway, a Motor City Racing Promotions event. For more information, log on to MotorCity200.com.
1: This is Tom Deary, and you're listening to Horsepower Happening.
0: Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Zach Heiser, Rich France, hanging out with you. Uh, sounds like my voice is actually going to allow us to get to the end of the show, uh, which I'm very fortunate for. So Rich, um, introduce us to our final guest on the evening.
1: Well, if, uh, if you watched any racing this weekend, any of the iRacing you may have seen, this young man had a, had quite the weekend. Uh, he's 16 years old, makes his home in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Parker Retzloff, welcome to Horsepower Happenings.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Now, uh, let's get to the real stuff, uh, I guess, uh, on the track stuff. You did you were able to get out uh, this year uh, during Speed Weeks. Uh, in 2020, you're going to drive the Cook-Finley Racing um, Arkham Menard Series East Entry. And, uh, you know, you kind of got off to a pretty good start down at New Smyrna this year.
2: Yeah, we, we felt really good in practice, and, and I didn't qualify very good, but we did a lot better in the race.
1: Now, you started 15th, uh, finished 8th from, from from what I saw. I, w- I was able to watch all those events. But uh, give us all a little bit of background on how you started in racing and how you got to progress to where you
2: are here in 2020. Well, I, uh, I used to go watch a lot of races, and then uh, we got a sprint car on dirt, and I raced that for a while, and then uh, I started racing bandoleros on asphalt, And then I went back to dirt and raced trucks on dirt, and uh, then I went and did uh, trucks on asphalt, and then we did some late model stuff, and then we did, uh, now I'm here doing the ARCA stuff.
0: Now let's. Uh, you're, you're only 16 years old. Take us. Take us back to when you first decided to get behind the wheel. Um, sprint cars on dirt, being the first thing you get behind. That's a pretty. That's a pretty big uh, starting starting block. How old were you when you decided to get behind the wheel?
2: Uh, I was seven, and I was racing um, mini sprints.
0: Mini sprints, and uh, so now we have in our area here in Michigan, we have a couple of guys who've been very successful in mini mini sprints and lightning sprints, and have worked their way up um how did you make the transition from dirt track racing to asphalt then back then forth um what was that like for you
2: uh, well i liked both of them but i like asphalt better but uh we just just decided we were going to try asphalt and some of our friends from uh, dirt were trying it too and we just that's where it all started
1: now let's get into this weekend um <laughs> Yeah, uh, you had quite the uh, quite the finish on Saturday uh, in the iRacing Rattler 250 from the Virtual Linear Raceway. Uh, photo finish at the end. I, I got to admit, it took me a little while to grasp it because it was the first time I'd ever watched it. But the longer I watched, I
2: was thoroughly entertained. Uh, talk about your day. Yeah, I was. I was in you know, the beginning. My first lap qualifying wasn't very good, and then I went. To the top until the end of qualifying, and barely got beat, and I qualified second, which I was happy about. And then now, I just go ahead. And then I just uh, rode around and tried not get involved in anything until the end of the race, and I tried to be there at the end.
1: Now we've heard, uh, you know, we, we were just talking to a, a gentleman that announces uh, for iRacing in different, in different, uh, on a different channel and he said boy you guys will get awfully upset when they call when you, when uh, people call what you guys do video games
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a simulator it's lots of fun i really enjoy it
0: how did you get into this uh, simulation i racing what what came first for you uh, i guess would be my first question did you did you hold an actual steering wheel first or did you have the simulation going uh, again i know you started at 7 but uh, wh- where what came first for you
2: uh, real life racing came first for me.
0: How did you get into i racing in the simulation side? I seen
2: somebody on uh, Facebook made a post about i racing. I looked it up and then I got into it.
0: What does your setup uh, look like as far as uh, you know? We know that there are many different stages. Uh, of iRacing setups that you can have, of course, we saw, uh, as we said with Chris, we saw on Sunday where Denny Hamlin has this, uh, you know, like outer space looking machine that he uses to do iRacing on. Um, and then you can go all the way down to uh, realistically, you can go all the way down to just a, uh, you know, a hundred dollar set of a wheel and pedals and, and a TV screen or a, you know a computer screen and go to work. What does your setup look like? Kind of take us take us inside the video or the uh, simulation a little bit.
2: Well, I just have a regular desk and. A regular G twenty seven wheel and one monitor. And now, now I heard
1: last, I heard last week, uh, you actually won an event at the virtual Milwaukee Mile in the iRacing Western Super Series. I guess there's multiple series all over the country
2: they can get involved in, huh? Yeah, I've been racing that Western Super Series all week, or the whole like since the whole season started, and it's like an invite only series. You have to get like put into it. It's lots of fun.
1: So do you, uh, is this what you do throughout the winter? Do you do, you do this? How, how long have you been actually uh, involved in the racing itself? Uh, like five years. Oh, wow. So, so you're one of the more experienced guys that are out there doing it.
2: Yeah, there's, well, there's people that have been on it for like 10 to 12 years. And, but yeah, I've been doing it for a while.
0: Talk to me about the competition level uh, that you are racing in. Obviously, Arca Menard Series East. Rich and I have talked a lot uh, about the up and coming talent that is within the Arca organization as a whole between the East, the West, and of course the Arca Menard Series. Um, Talk to me about the competition that you race with in reality versus the competition that you race with on iRacing. What do you find, I guess, first off, what do you find more challenging uh, as far as racing against other competitors?
2: Uh, I think ARCA is a lot harder than iRacing is, but there's people that are really hard to beat on iRacing also.
0: We heard on Sunday, uh, again, I go back to Sunday because, right, it's the first first time that a lot of us have been exposed to this uh, on a nationally televised level, of course, uh, as well. Um, you know, Clint Boyer said something that kind of resonated with me and that I thought was funny, and he said, uh, you know, experience is key no matter what you're doing. Uh, you know, Clint Boyer has most of us waxed as far as actual seat time, but he was kind of out to lunch when it came to the racing thing um, for you, you're probably looking for seat time um, behind the real car as much as you might be looking for seat time behind the simulation uh, just just to get better, right?
2: Yeah, I want to I get back to racing so bad, but it really sucked that our last race got canceled, but hopefully everything gets better and we can get back to racing soon.
1: Now, last year, uh, you did get a little bit of seat time in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East and West. Uh, it looks like you had a few starts, uh, two top fives and a top 10. Then you start out uh, 2020 at New Smyrna with a top 10. Um, sounds like you're pretty comfortable in these ARCA style cars.
2: Yeah, I was. My first race was at Memphis and I finished 10th. And then we went to Gateway and I finished 5th there. So it was a really good start to the KNN and ARCA stuff.
1: So are you going to be running the whole. Uh, the whole uh, East Series uh, for Cook Finley Racing in 2020? Yeah, that's the goal if everything
2: uh, falls in line correctly.
0: Now, as we look toward the 2020 season and, and what you've done in the past, um, you know, obviously Rich and I have worked closely with uh, Chad Finley and, and you know, uh, the, the Finley organization. how did you get hooked up with uh, Cook Finley Racing? We know that uh, I believe it's Jeff uh, is involved, you know, with that organization and uh, with them being from Michigan. How did you get involved with them?
2: Uh, me and my dad and Ponzi uh, went down to north carolina and got in touch with them and we just it was the right fit so that's where it all started
0: now you and i talked earlier on the phone most people would probably be surprised to hear that uh with you behind the wheel of an arco series east car you don't have a whole lot of starts officially in a super late model but you rely a lot on your um your midwest truck series starts that you did
2: yeah i did two super late starts and I was so close to winning my second race, and just unlucky circumstances made it to where I couldn't have a chance at it. Now, it sounds like uh, just from everything that I've read, and and
1: and I'm uh, involved with ARCA quite a bit, uh, they've kind of delayed or suspended all racing uh, through the beginning of May. I guess that uh, gives you more time to do some virtual racing, huh?
2: Yeah, it does, but I just, I want to get back to
0: real racing so bad. <laughs> does does the virtual racing help you cope at all? Or, I mean, is it just kind of a band-aid on a, on a pretty deep wound as far as everyone is concerned with, with the suspension of racing? Um, is it a temporary fix, or is it just kind of a, a little bit of a time passer for you?
2: I mean, it's fun, but it's just not the real thing, so...
0: Well, uh, again, Parker, uh, Retzloff, uh, you know, exciting to see what you're gonna be able to do this year in 2020 once we're able to actually get things going. Um, Before we let you go, I I gotta know, because it's the only thing going on right now, take me through your thoughts with how the E-Rattler finished. I know that if that had been a real, uh, when I say, again, a real race, I mean a physical auto race, if that finish had played out in the real world, there would be pandemonium, there would be tempers flared, there would be fights in the pits. Um, what, what was your reaction to how that all played out with the last lap and the photo finish and, and the aggressive driving? What was your take on all that?
2: Oh, I knew it was going to happen. I've raced with both of those two that battled for that win for a while, so I, they were both aggressive, so I knew something was going to happen. I just tried to capitalize on it and barely missed it
0: well again parker we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us tonight um the the young 16 year old out of wisconsin um excited to see what you do with your career it's been a pleasure to chat with you so uh good luck with what you got going in 2020 and hopefully we can get to the racetrack soon
2: yeah thank you
0: well again our thanks to parker and uh, also our thanks to chris going back to uh, that part of the show um i gotta tell you rich uh I, I, I am uh, glad that we're able to do the show tonight. I was knocked down this weekend with with a cold. It was not it was not coronavirus. It was not COVID. You made me
1: you made me nervous when you said you weren't feeling well. I, I was tell
0: I was nervous as well, but the the symptoms didn't quite match up. Um, I did have a cough, but it was not the dry cough, and I never really got an aggressive fever. So um, just just caught a bit of a cold. That uh, my voice is a little bit strained right now. So um, show's going to cut up a, li- a little short tonight, but uh, glad that we could get on here and and talk. Talk to the folks and um, talk to Chris and talk to Parker and again, Rich, do something to take our minds off of what's going on and look forward to the fact that we know we are going to get past this situation and... Uh, we are going to race at some point this year. Uh, everybody needs to, just needs to do their part to make sure that this virus gets handled, goes away. Again, Governor Whitmer uh, here in the state of Michigan putting out some new executive orders today. Um, I think if you can, stay home, practice social distancing, wash your hands, um, and let's all work together to get rid of this virus so that we can all get back to doing what we want to do. You know, Zach, I
1: did, I did it last week. Uh, all, I, all I did was drive into the office uh, worked and drove back home. Uh, I've been doing, I, and I haven't been anywhere really. Um, you know, we have food in the house. We're not, I don't need 488 rolls of toilet paper, uh, (laughs) like everybody else does for some reason. So, uh, but no, I mean, I practiced this for a week. It's not that bad. We can do this. We can be, if we can be patient for a few more weeks, get over, get over the, you know, the high point of this thing and get it going the other way. Uh, we'll be back at our tracks very soon.
0: Well, Rich, uh, appreciate you calling in uh, as always, and um, looking forward to getting a chance to talk about. Who knows? Maybe next week's show will be exclusively iRacing. I, I don't know. Um, you know, you and I—you uh, broke the ice before I did. I have never sat down and watched an entire iRacing event, so um, I think maybe I'll have to find a dirt late model or dirt sprint car event coming up this week and sit down with a with a bag of popcorn and a barley hop and see what goes on. After this weekend, I'm, I'm going to be searching the Internet for all of them. Maybe I can maybe I can make
1: me a whole bowl of popcorn and watch like five of them. Tell I'm you
0: what, you, you let us know. Drop a line on our Facebook or Twitter and let us know what we should be watching this week. And uh, Rich and I will be sure to find that and uh, take a look at what's going on. So, again, our thanks to Chris. Our thanks to Parker. For Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanks so much for listening to Horsepower Happenings. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and log on to HorsepowerHappenings.com.
1: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to HorsepowerHappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.